0: Hi everyone, my name is Aiden. Welcome back to episode four of Conservative Roundup and today I'm joined by the MLA for Cypress Medicine Hat, Drew Barnes. Good morning, Thanks for talking to me. Yeah, it's great to have you. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit, a little bit about yourself.
1: Okay. Well, I'm a, I'm a father of three. Uh, big news, my middle son is getting married tomorrow. Wow. Um, I, uh, I've been in uh, politics for 10 years. I'm very, very grateful to represent Cypress Medicine Hat uh, for three terms now first for the Wild Rose and and now the UCP. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a business person essentially. Uh, Before politics, I was very, very involved in real estate, real estate sales, uh, development, renting, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I moved to Alberta with my family in 1974. Uh, like so many other Albertans born in Saskatchewan, lived in Manitoba. And uh, yeah, I, uh, and I, I'm, I'm a conservative in the sense uh, government needs to be smaller. Mm, we need sure. more choice. We need more focus on free enterprise and families. Uh, protection of civil liberties is at the forefront today, of course. And uh, I'm just grateful to have had this opportunity on on behalf of 50,000 Cypress Medicine Hatters and, and people in Alberta I'm grateful I've had the chance to speak on their behalf.
0: Yeah, for sure. Why did you get into politics?
1: Well, I got into politics principally uh, because I felt the Alberta advantage was being lost. Uh, The PC party, of course, ended up serving here for 44 years, so it was about the 41-year mark when I uh, decided that I'd I'd like to give it a try. Uh, But again, because I believe principally in pre-enterprise, um smaller government, more focus on families, that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it also goes back uh, to the fact that PC Party had become entitled. Uh, Aiden, we had a huge flood in Cypress County, a one-in-a-350-year event where, wow. you know, creeks that only have two inches of water in them and are three feet wide uh, most of the year, all of a sudden swelled so badly people had to swim for it. Uh, and And... Three, four months after that period of time, um, the PC government wasn't able to help the people that had been dramatically affected. So it was clear that not only were they entitled, they had lost touch. And then it also goes back to when I was a young man in Brandon, Manitoba. Uh, We had a member of parliament, Walter Dinsdale. And I went down to his office with a friend a couple of times. And I liked the action. I liked the excitement. It seemed like a fun place to be and something to try. So... (laughs) Those are kind
0: of three reasons, eh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that, and, that, and that does bring back to the, the PC party for almost four and a half decades that people did want to change, and that and that did bring in Rachel Notley and her NDP government. And while well, people were sick and tired of her after her her four-year her government's four-year term, that the economy was bad. She got zero to nothing done for pipelines, and her government wasn't transparent. And, and she has called you out in recent days. Her government actually. On a couple of things that you said, but with Rachel Notley, she is her government's one of the most radical oppositions in Canada, calling for defunding of the police, carbon tax, Justin Trudeau's carbon tax, and then her own province-wide carbon tax. She has, well, she hasn't funded healthcare as much as Jason. Now he has brought in some cuts, which have brought down. The debt. Her debt was up to 54 billion in 2019 before Jason Kenney came into power, and that does beg the question: if Rachel Notley did get anything done for Alberta, because it's clear that in the 2019 Alberta general election that people wanted a new kind of change for the United Conservative Party out there. What are your What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, you're, you're absolutely right uh, a couple of key things also to add um, she increased the size of Alberta's government bureaucracy for between 40,000 and 75,000 people um, at a time it was already swollen um, I think a large part of her caucus is actually not in favor of our oil and gas industry not mm-hmm. in favor of pipelines so so how the heck do you capitalize on the Alberta advantage when when deep down uh, you don't believe it and mm-hmm. of course the provincial ndp ties to the federal ndp mm. which is against oil and gas and, and it mm. uh you know so so how do you how do you circle you know that and uh you know yeah and then the she put us deep in debt she raised taxes she she uh and, and drove many many people out, out, out of the uh alberta free enterprise economy mm-hmm. and uh you know her her partnership her idea of, of uh Working with Justin Trudeau only failed, and mm-hmm. and Aiden, it's clear after Keystone was canceled last week, and, and Justin Trudeau didn't even raise an eyebrow. Mm-hmm. That, that unfortunately, you know, our liberal federal government does not believe in giving Albertans the opportunity to take risk, mm-hmm. to be successful, uh, to help our families and our communities, and pay taxes for all Canadians. Mm-hmm. And 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 Rachel Notley's legacy was, uh, yeah, uh, disastrous. More, and more expenses, more and more taxes. And like you mentioned, healthcare. Uh healthcare we already spend the most per capita. More money's not gonna solve the problem. We need we need some systemic changes.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that does just like her father before her uh grant, Notley, um he was unsuccessful. He never became premier and people did know why because he wanted to bring in radical and drastic changes such such as what Rachel Notley did bring in. And it is the case with, with most NDP po- politicians that they just, they don't know when to quit. And that is with Jagmeet Singh. He did end up costing the party half their seats in the last federal election. And same as Rachel Notley, they got reduced by by at least half their, their members. And she's, well, her her party has become less popular, but in, in, in some ways it has grown and shrank in in some cases. And she did she did admire the the green energy deal from Ontario that raised t- electricity prices under Dalton McGuinty and Kathleen Wynne and that and that almost put Ontario into a spinning debt of like you can't you can, like you can't pay the debt back at all. And she wanted to implement this into Alberta. And that is, is and that is sad that she would take Alberta for granted. seeing and, and that is Quebec, too, right, with equalization payouts. Now, if there's Quebec's case that they, they they were that they had oil sands and, and gas and energy there, and they had to pay out equalization to Alberta, they would not at all.
1: I, I'm sure it would be, be different. Well, the, maybe the quickest example that jumped to my mind, Aiden, was uh, hydroelectricity revenues do not count as part of the equalization formula and of course Quebec is rich in, in hydroelectricity uh, generation mm-hmm. uh, and oil and gas uh, revenues do which penalizes uh, Alberta Saskatchewan Newfoundland mm-hmm. and and is one of the reasons that since 1960 Alberta has sent 670 billion dollars to to Ottawa and um, and and now at a time where you know, because of of the COVID crisis, because of the economy lockdown, because of an oil and gas war, mostly because of a a constraint on getting pipelines, uh, Alberta companies, Alberta families, Alberta communities are really hurting. And we're not able to see a reciprocation from Ottawa of uh, at least taking less out of here. Uh, Of course, uh, Trudeau just increased CPP. He's, He's increased taxes, carbon taxes, gas taxes. Uh, and 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 the cost of living is 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 very, very tough here mm-hmm. uh Aiden, you mentioned the utility bills. Uh, I paid uh utility bill a couple of days ago. The cost of delivery, the cost of the riders, and the carbon tax cost me more than the electricity um, wow. you know it uh, how, how are families supposed to uh be successful with that happening
0: mm-hmm. and and Justin Trudeau wants to implement a second carbon tax that raises your cost of groceries up from 200 to 700 a second gas cost and evaluation that brings it up to at least 130 in Ontario, let alone maybe up to almost $2 out west in Alberta and Saskatchewan. And it is clear that Justin Trudeau has no interest in helping the west out at all.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're already noticing prices considerably higher in, in supermarkets, uh, and for the average family. Um, it, uh, you know, gas is, is very, very expensive here. And, uh, yeah, and again, the average the average uh, family has to pay to, you know, to heat their home and to eat and those kind of things. Um, you know, even, even we have some, uh, we have a lot of agriculture production here, uh, mostly cattle, but we have some irrigation as well. And, of course, just the carbon tax that these, uh, you know, farmers are paying to move their pivots to feed us is is eventually gonna force the costs of everything higher and uh you know or or drive more Albertans out of the industry and allow more multinationals in. Uh you it uh, we're not on a track, Aiden, where where families can afford the cost of living so they can invest and save for their future and their community and their children's future and uh and, and the carbon tax as you know. Uh, misguided in so many ways uh, America without a carbon tax actually reduced their emissions and there's been lots of stuff out how British Columbia with a carbon tax has increased their emissions so uh, you know uh, there's there's some things that need to be looked at for sure
0: yeah, and then there's the radicals like Rachel Notley and Janice Irwin who push for no fossil fuels at all in Alberta by at least 2030 and with, with them it, it does bring into question with Rachel Notley's government because previous to 2019 she had bullying allegations, harassment and sexual misconduct. And and she well she didn't she said she hired investigators but nothing ever did come out of that. I don't I don't believe I I'm not too aware on that, but Yeah,
1: I don't I don't think so,
0: no. Yeah, and well she and it is the case with other than conservatives with Greens, NDP, the Bloc, and the Liberals that they have shown that pipelines are not important to them and they run on campaign promises to people that, well, we're going to do we're gonna cut your taxes. Well, obviously not, but we're going to reduce emissions, we're going to reduce our carbon footprint when Canada's population is only zero point five percent. Canada's 27th in the top 10 polluters in the world because no one really wants to stand up to China since they are the world's biggest polluter. And and then Justin Trudeau is bringing billions upon billions, spending bi- billions upon billions for gas and oil bring, with heavy fuel tankers from, like, Saudi Arabia, Venezuela, and, and who have terrible human rights records compared to so, clean Alberta uh, energy.
1: If, if we could get... Alberta, oil and gas to the West Coast. Uh, I mean, Northern Gateway was totally cancelled by by Trudeau. Um, And if we could get that to the West Coast, first of all, Albertans and Canadians would get full value for it instead of the discount we sell it to America for. And then secondly, if we can get our our natural gas liquefied or or otherwise to China and India, uh, it would do tremendous things to clean up the air around the world. Uh, I understand fertilizer, electricity, methanol, many things are made in, in Asia with coal, mm-hmm. and uh, just getting getting natural gas to them would, would, would go a long way to make that happen. J- Japan's another. Um, you know, Japan's a big trading partner of Alberta, uh, and therefore Canada, and uh, I don't think we sell them any, any natural gas. Uh, all those mechanisms are there, and we could help them prosper, we could help them be environmentally better, uh, but uh, we're bottled
0: up here in Canada. And, and that does go to show that conservative policies and economics do work, because with with Jason Kenney, he has helped youth programs, he's funded new programs for youth mental health, he's put more money into health care, he's put more money into education, made some cuts where it's be necessary, and, and and Doug Ford has done that too, and it does go to show that it does work. But with Justin Trudeau, and now... With him actively, now I'm from Ontario. Now he's, just, just Joe B- President Joe Biden's trying to cancel Line Five, and that does help out most of southern Quebec and Pearson International Airport for fuel, and they just and Justin Trudeau is well, it's just it's just a campaign promise, so we have to let them do that. It's your right as the as the Prime Minister and as the leader of Canada to stick up for every single job that there is no matter if you oppose it or not, it's your job to stand up and say, no, you you stand up for this, you don't cancel this. It's our jobs, and we want them.
1: Yeah, yeah you're, you know, because of uh, the Michigan governor uh, th- threatening to cancel Line 5, um, Southern Ontario is under a, a, a energy crisis, potentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it brings me back, Aiden, to the uh, Energy East Pipeline, um, I believe it was uh, TC Energy, TC Pipelines at the time that, that was the main comp- uh, proponent and contractor for that. And uh, when it finally got cancelled, I remember reading that the cost of the pipeline was $17, $18, 19000000000 billion mm-hmm. because of all the bureaucracy, all the slowdowns, all the red tape, and it still hadn't hit final approval. Uh, so they cancelled it because that would have made the tolls, the cost of moving the oil or the natural gas, too too expensive to get there mm-hmm. and uh, here we are where, where that you know those chickens have come home to roost uh mm-hmm. where as a country canada needs to be energy self-sufficient mm-hmm. as a country with the best environmentally uh rules for for extraction we need to be a leading world exporter uh it provides jobs it provides taxes and and it makes the world better mm-hmm. and and uh it's Clear, Aiden, that Prime Minister Trudeau's actions, uh, actions of, of people in the East that uh, prevented this, mm-hmm. um, you know, are now going to have serious consequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, back to your comments on free enterprise. We're, we're in this, uh, you know, terrible COVID uh, situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, here in, in Cyprus Medicine Hat, we're having a mental health crisis and an economic crisis uh, just as big as, as the COVID crisis. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you were saying it earlier. It's time to trust free enterprise yep. to build those jobs, create the wages, create the opportunity, and create the taxes. Mm-hmm. So, so we can in in our case have the Alberta advantage back. So we can have top drawer social programs, healthcare, education, and and so let's let's embrace uh, free enterprise to, to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, report out today. Um, I think in January, Canada lost 220,000 jobs. Uh, wow. That's all the jobs that were created in the fall. Uh, so we're we're right back in, in, in a crisis. And, uh, you know, I, um, it's time to trust free enterprise. It's time to trust families and, and communities mm-hmm. to create the wealth and pay the taxes.
0: Yeah. And that does bring us back to COVID because the only other Conservative MP, Heather McPherson, federal, wanted to withhold health care payments to Alberta. Back in October.
1: Really, I didn't. I didn't realize that she wanted to hold up. With on what basis?
0: Uh, uh, I believe it was, pipe, lines, or it was, or he was. I think he was cutting taxes, or funding for something, and she wanted to yeah. withhold payments from him. How? And we're in the middle of a crisis, and she wants to do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a financial crisis. Like the mm-hmm. Alberta deficit this year is, is some side of $23 billion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, interest on our, our debt is, is I think, now our fourth biggest uh, line item for ministry expenses. Okay. It, that interest will eventually crowd out all our important priorities, health care, education, social programs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you, know, if, if, you know, the estimates show that, that Ottawa... Takes about 25 billion a year out of here, and that's after putting back in about nine billion from their their convoluted transfer programs. So uh, I, I can't imagine. Well, I'm, I'm not surprised that the NDP would want to virtue signal or or deny Albertans their their chance. Mm-hmm. But but again, at the end of the day, uh, Albertan Alberta has a strong economy that that we uh, we need the opportunity to to prosper and, and get some resource movement.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and back in 2019, every Three and five Albertans did want Wexit to happen. It, it did trend for a while after Justin Trudeau did not help out the Trans Mountain Pipeline get built. And radicals did hold our train systems hostage in Alberta, in Alberta, Ontario, and, and well, across Canada totally. And Rachel Notley supported this.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, I. I don't remember her supporting it but i but i remember her not condemning it Mm -hmm. and uh do you remember though how some albertans um got dumped into their trucks and just kind of opened opened up uh i i think one of the the blockades Mm -hmm. my goodness aiden that's the alberta spirit uh albertans willing to roll up their sleeves Mm -hmm. take some risk do what's right and Mm -hmm. um and and of course they never crowed about it or bragged about it they they just did it Mm -hmm. and and we 're in this we're in this crazy world where uh, we we're, we're, we're trying very very hard to, to listen to everybody but at the end of the day we have to give people the chance to to prosper we have to give people the chance to to grow and plan and create wealth for their families themselves their their
0: community mm, yeah for sure and then that is the Albertan spirit right because individuals did take it upon themselves to actually clear out illegal uh, protesters on the train tracks and your government did implement a huge fine if that did if that does happen in major jail time jason yeah, kennedy and, and
1: bill number one in our session was the critical infrastructure bill uh which which went some direction to protect that and prevent that from happening mm-hmm. so it showed, showed our commitment to uh people's right to uh move their goods mm-hmm. to uh engage in a, in a free economy
0: and you were the actually the only government to put in major fines Okay. Which I am very impressed. I, I did like that. Yeah.
1: yeah and penalties for breaking the law.
0: Mhm. And 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 that does with the Black Lives Matter protests across Canada now. They have vandalized statues. They've tore them down. They've looted businesses, vandalized them. And Justin Trudeau is is not willing to condemn Antifa or the Black Lives Matter riots. And that and that is sad because a lot of people are are already hurting from this economic crisis. They don't need that added vandalism and looting to their problems.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people out here wondering what Justin Trudeau does believe in, what his values are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, again, we, you know, for years and years, our grandparents, our grandfathers and grandmothers came out here and settled a land that was barren and, and in the Southern Alberta hardly had a tree. And look what they built. Look what they created. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, there's despair. There's frustration. There's starting to be anger that, mm-hmm. that Ottawa is holding them back from the opportunity to to have protection of their civil liberties, to uh, to engage in free enterprise. Mm-hmm. And uh, it you know it uh, it will be interesting. You know, as we come out of COVID, and I hope we do we do soon. It will be interesting to see. The priorities of Albertans it'll be interesting to see their ideas and and the direction that that they take and from what I'm hearing every day in in Cypress Medicine Hat and around Alberta is they want uh, they want more free enterprise they want more choice they want more prosperity and protection of civil
0: liberties yeah and that and it does go to show that the federal government does not care about Alberta they lost their remaining four seats in the 2019 election in Alberta and the liberal leader doesn't have official party status
1: it, it was it was hilarious to watching those four MPs trying to justify uh, the tanker ban and uh, c69 the mm-hmm. where everything has to be evaluated on emissions absolutely gonna devastate jobs in the economy in Alberta. Uh, the tanker ban is so unfair, uh, mm-hmm. when it's only bitumen on the, on the North coast of BC compared to the St. Lawrence and all that comes in from Saudi Arabia and Venezuela. And, 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 uh, those four liberal member of parliament, uh, showed what's truly wrong with our system okay. when they felt that the party, uh, party line was more important than what was the needs for, uh, for Albertans. Okay. Uh, of course, all four of them uh, were sent packing mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah. And, uh, now uh, you know we're we're hopeful that that uh, you know Aaron O'Toole, other conservatives, other voices for free enterprise can can make it so so Albertans can plan and prosper.
0: Yeah, and I'll, and hopefully if that's the case, next election election for Central Winnipeg, cause they are a liberal and NDP stronghold, Central Winnipeg.
1: Yeah, it, uh,
0: <laughs> hopefully the best. Yeah. yeah, and that and that's with even with this with the states the the last election and all the congress and senate runoffs the way that joe biden got his his votes were the main cities like all the rural and country areas all republican all conservative it's only the major cities
1: we 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 have a similar divide in in alberta and canada Mm -hmm. uh metro versus rural uh you know god bless farmers and technology they have made it so efficient and so good that that farms are so big now you know Mm -hmm. and 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 people have moved from there to to the cities where where you know jobs and stuff are but that's created a situation where rural people are are underrepresented especially Mm -hmm. you look in canada where our senate uh is ineffective mm-hmm. um, and, and and isn't equal in how it represents us uh, and uh, and rural people are saying hey we, you know they're and coming out of COVID, it's one of the things I think you'll see rural people that want leadership that represents their values represents the freedoms that they believe so strongly in uh, Aiden property rights are, are a big struggle yeah. here in, in Alberta uh, one of the reasons the pcs were, were uh, you know
0: eliminated finished a lot of 2012
1: by the wild rose was they were attacking property rights mm-hmm. so the 17 of us that were elected in 2012 one of the main uh, planks of the wild rose platform was to strengthen property rights we're still working on that we're still doing mm-hmm. so we're nine or ten years later and we haven't crossed that finish line yet but it's important to rural people and uh yeah so it's, it's no surprise that the same rural urban split is in america as is, is mm-hmm. in alberta and canada and uh, it's, it's one of the challenges uh, of our times and one of the opportunities for our leaders.
0: Yeah, and your government's essentially ha- almost halfway through their their uh, first term. And, and Jason Kenney has already reduced the federal debt by half. And Rachel Notley just wants to keep adding and adding and adding to it until it's uncontrollable like Ontario's under Kathleen Wynne.
1: Yeah, well, I, I think in... in I think that uh, our government's uh, debt reduction plans and deficit plans were sidetracked considerably mm-hmm. by COVID. Yeah. So, so I would absolutely encourage uh, Premier Kenny and our cabinet to to refocus on, on getting our accounts to balance. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's pick a date in the near future where we target it back to where we have a balanced budget, to mm-hmm. where we can spend less to have have lower taxes for families. And the whole idea is. Uh, you know, if Alberta's 100 billion in debt now, and there's many different ways to to uh, look at all the pension, P3, and, and total obligations. Um, you know, this is something that future deferred taxation that our kids have to pay back, our economy has to pay back, and uh, so it's important uh, to be a leader in in mm. fiscal responsibility. And uh, and I think it's time to start now.
0: Mm. And that's and that's what Prime Minister Harper did run on in the 2015 election. He wanted. He wanted to lower taxes. He wanted to get pipelines built. He wanted the cost to live, like, completely lowered, so that it's affordable to live. And it it is surprising that, well, to me, that he did not win again in twenty fifteen. But he he did have his government for almost a decade, nine years. And you know that is the best that they can, that they can do, right? Is just getting as many members as they can elected, and and trying to get what's done right for the people of Alberta and Canada.
1: Yeah, Well, you know, the, the future's ahead. And mm-hmm. Is, uh, is uh, Prime Minister Trudeau going to call an election uh, this spring? Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people thought uh, a month or so ago he was. I think less people are thinking that now because of how badly the vaccination uh, rollout has become.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, hopefully conservatives everywhere We'll have a good showing, and uh, mm-hmm. and we'll have some people in the House of Commons that believe in Alberta's opportunity to, to be prosperous and believe in uh, less spending so we can have lower taxes.
0: And he has managed to just completely botch the vaccine rollout. Zero last week, zero this week, and zero next week.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you know, like, we, you know... I, and, and to be blaming Harper for, or even Mulroney mm-hmm. for something years ago, uh, is is just craziness. Yeah. Uh, I uh, yeah, you know it, it's uh, the fact is that uh, I guess other jurisdictions have jumped ahead of us, and and uh, yeah, it's it's, it's mm-hmm. a mess, and uh, it's a mess of Trudeau's making.
0: Yeah, and that is one of uh, the graphic designer health minister Patty Haidu's one of her favorite fallback lines is that it was Harper's fault. <laughs>
1: I know. I keep I keep hearing that. I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean it's 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 time to accept responsibility and mm-hmm. and, and focus on the future and uh and then focus on what your jobs are. And uh well, you know, what's what's their annual deficit this year? Is it four hundred and thirty billion dollars?
0: With almost a true two trillion dollar in debt. Yeah, closing in on. Uh, like,
1: like that you know the and, and you know, Aiden, the, the real life consequences of that. Um I'm at the age where a lot of my friends are are retiring or semi-retired and and i'm talking to four of my friends that have had some success uh and their preference would be to stay in medicine hat stay in alberta start Mm -hmm. another business kind of work part-time uh but they've all decided to move their money out of canada out of alberta Mm uh principally because of the federal government principally because we can't get resource movement so so people that want to be here and give back are so worried about the debt the Bureaucracy, the high taxes and what may be coming that, that, that they're not going to engage in our economy. Yeah. We, we all lose. Aiden, I'm at the bank yesterday and I'm talking to, to a young person um, who was there to turn the amortization on their house back. So whatever years they'd accumulated in paying off, they were going to the bank to ask to go back to the 25 year mark. And uh, how sad is that? You That's know, and, and, and this is the reality that we're living. Mm-hmm. And and, uh, and the uncertainty is a loss of jobs, a loss of investment, a loss of a future for all of us. And that's why I would ask Albertans and Canadians to, to embrace, you know, freedom, civil liberties, mm-hmm. and prosperity. Smaller government.
0: Yeah. And, and Justin, in, well, under Justin Trudeau, a lot of people from China have come into Alberta and Ontario buying up divisions for new houses and putting them at a cost of over one million dollars and that is unbearable for a homeowner for a first-time homeowner a couple or a family starting a family like buying your first home should not be over three hundred thousand dollars within eight hundred to a million is just ridiculous
1: you're you're absolutely right um i was finance critic when for the ucp when we were in opposition Mm -hmm. and i was at a meeting in edmonton and I said that I had heard that there was $110,000 cost of bureaucracy and paperwork in every new house. And I believe he was the Edmonton uh, president of their Home Builders Association was in the crowd. He stuck up his hand and said, uh-uh, it's $130,000 cost of bureaucracy and paperwork in every new house. So think, you know, and we did that. Albertans and Canadians did that. Mm-hmm. So think what, what would happen if we could get that cost down. If we could mm-hmm. get it down by half. Uh, we still have all the protections, I believe, that we yep. need. But we could make it affordable for mm-hmm. young people. We could make it so so good, hardworking subtrades could make a bit more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a whole bunch of reasons. It's back to that uh, energies pipeline example. Mm-hmm. All this red tape and bureaucracy costs our economy and costs our our citizens so much money in ways they don't even see. Yeah. And you know, it, it's time for us to address this. And uh, and so we can make it affordable. And more opportunity for everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. And back to e- equalization payouts, is your government thinking about or, or planning on withholding equalization payments to Quebec? Uh,
1: well, I, you know, I, I'm not in cabinet, so I, I have no idea what they're they're planning mm-hmm. those those kind of ways. Um, but Premier Kenny year year and a half ago struck the fair deal panel, mm-hmm. um, and. I was on, grateful to be on that panel. We went around Alberta. 80% of Albertans said they don't like our deal with Canada and they want to push for a fairer deal, mm-hmm. a more fair deal. And that's starting with an equalization referendum to end equalization. Uh, equalization is only one of the components of where money leaves Alberta. Uh, we pay about $3 billion more in CPP uh, than... Than we receive every year mm-hmm. uh we pay more in taxes uh there's a lot of evidence that we get less services uh, from the federal government compared to other provinces uh, it looks like it adds up to about 25 billion a year but i'm grateful uh, premier kenny on this fall's municipal election date which is october 18th mm-hmm. uh, is uh, going to have an equalization referendum where albertans are going to go out and, and vote on their uh, their desire to end uh, equalization mm-hmm. uh it's 670 billion dollars of total dollars that have left alberta since 1960 aiden if we had that money in the heritage trust fund think of what our services would be and those kind of things and mm-hmm. what our future would be, uh, be instead um and uh i'm i'm asking albertans to get out El- in a big big way mm-hmm. and, and vote against the continuization of equalization and then let's see how uh, how
0: Ottawa deals with it. Yeah. Even with recent election, it's safe for people to go out and vote. Like there's the proper screening, the prop to mask up, to sanitize and it has and it has shown that elections can be done safely. And and with Jason Kenney, he's one of the only premiers right now to actually open up his province and to actually let people small businesses grow and try to earn back what COVID has cost them and and i do send my kudos to him for that because a lot a lot of premiers have the guts to do that right now
1: yeah i understand ontario is really shut down Mm -hmm. i I think quebec is the same um you know here in cypress medicine hat uh 40 mile county right next door i think we're down to only 10 cases in an area 300 miles Mm -hmm. by 400 miles and and we now have a Schedule of how the openings are going to mm-hmm. be. And you did push uh, for if that. If the hospitalization rates meet certain benchmarks. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I hope and pray that the uh, good news will continue. Mm-hmm. We'll get our economy open. Aiden, I mentioned it earlier. We, we've had a huge mental health crisis yeah. in, in Medicine Hat. You know, I'm worried about kids not being able to participate in their sports and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm worried about people that want to engage in the economy. Uh, and then our economic crisis. Um, there's there's a lot of things closed mm-hmm. down here. There's very little activity, and uh, that
0: cannot continue. And with schools in Ontario, there's up to almost a 1,000 kids in a single building. And ki- not even 20 kids can go out on ice and actually play hockey and and with alberta they can't even go outside and play hockey on the ice either cops have been going out and ticketing
1: yeah yeah and then the big thing of course now is is these uh, at the airport where people are coming mm-hmm. in and are supposed to isolate in a, in a federal facility and uh, uh again i uh you know there there's been been huge concerns there and sure. it's uh you know it, it, it's it's uh civil liberties are what what albertans are concerned about
0: and rebel news has gone around and in search of these facilities to make sure that everyone is aware of their charter of rights and freedoms in those situations yeah and justin trudeau even at the start of the pandemic has said that all borders are closed no one's coming in just yesterday or the day before there was nine flights from the new covid variant hotspots around the world and somehow, not a lot of Canadians are aware of this. Right now, Ontario has just about 30 cases of each COVID variant, and same as Alberta, they have a couple couple cases of that.
1: Yeah, I I got two phone calls at nine o'clock last night. Uh, you know, one from Calgary and one from from Cypress Medicine Hat, with that very very concern. People that have worked hard to social distance, to wash their hands, to mm-hmm. to you know isolate and live by all those rules, and they're saying, what what gives? Why why the double standard? Why why is this? Why isn't there better protection? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and another thing that, that that I like is in Florida. Uh, I understand if you work in a long-term care home, you have you take a five-minute rapid blood test uh, mm-hmm. before you, which is you know, you get results right away. And then, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're safe to go in and work and and these are the things that, uh, you know, we have to make sure we get right because, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, what if, you know, another COVID comes around or another, another, uh, you know, yeah, like we, 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 we have to, we have to live, uh, you know, we have to protect our people, Mm -hmm. uh, but we have to get these things right.
0: Mm. And, And, and God has gone to show that Republican governors such as like Ron DeSantis, um, Greg Abbott and, and Christy Noem implement their COVID ways of um, controlling the virus, and it, it does work. And Justin Trudeau managed to completely botch 15-minute COVID tests. Hasn't brought that into effect at all. Same as Patty Haidu, who uh, just bewilders me what she even does in a day because nothing's been getting done. And they have cut the PHAC funding.
1: See, so it's one of the things I've advocated for in all my 10 years is, is as much local decision-making as possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, we need our decisions as close to the, the people as possible. Uh, you know, people that know the best care, you know, care. Mm-hmm. And it, it's just, it's one of the problems with our, our confederation and Ottawa so distant, and uh, it's one of the challenges in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I want to thank you very, very much. for Yes, what, thank you. you, you. Know, yeah. what you're doing Eddie. and mm-hmm. uh appreciate the chance to talk to you and uh, yeah, sure it's great
0: let's, to have you let's do this again if you want yeah okay? for sure i'd love to yeah and that concludes episode four with drew barnes the mla for cypress medicine hat thank you for being here mr barnes it's great to have you i hope to have you on again make sure to tune in for next time